might have noticed um, that Pastor Brian is not here today. He is actually in California. Um, so, and I am not going to be speaking again. Um, so that's a good thing. Um, we actually have the privilege of having Veronica McLaren with us today. Um, you've typically seen her in a different role um, when she has filled in for me um, leading worship. And she's an amazingly gifted worship leader. Um, but she is not just that. She's also an accomplished speaker at her church and in the Lima community. She helps to lead soldiers of honor with her husband, Aaron, who is sitting with her right now. She is not um, only just um, speaks at her church on a consistent basis, but she also leads another ministry called Paint Pot Praise. And now she's going to come and bless us by speaking the word of God to us. It's an honor to be able to share with you all this morning. Uh, you're such an awesome ministry, and you've been a part of our lives in so many ways, whether we were worshiping together in intimacy, sharing our, our spiritual connection with God, or even as you guys share with us in the seeds that you show, you've sown, the prayers that you've given for our organization, and also the connection of, I don't know if you know, that the youth have come over uh, several times and done different projects there at the boxing gym. And so we're just very thankful for all of you and all that you've done for us. And so if we just take a moment for you guys to give yourselves a hand clap, just a great work that you're doing in the community and praying for others and connecting in that way. I'm greatly honored to be here. I'm thankful for my husband to be here as well with me, uh, Aaron. And it's just an honor. I'm thankful for Pastor Brian and all of you in this experience. And we give our condolences to him as he is in this uh, season, this journey in his life. And um, we're just leaving our condolences. But as we uh, go into this, I'm going to start with a prayer. I'm going to give you an example. I want you to begin to prepare your minds to go to a place where you see things from a different perspective. Shall we pray? God, thank you for this day and thank you for this opportunity where you bring our hearts together, you knit us together in such an amazing way, God. Only you can do such a thing, Father. And so we just pray now as we come beneath your glory, beneath your loving arms, that you would just touch our minds, bring our hearts and our ears to a place where we hear from you. And God, as I decrease, we pray your spirit increase in this room. Just begin to fill our hearts and our minds. Fill this room with your presence, God, that we hear you speaking specifically to us, Lord, in a very personal way. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. I want to share with you today the importance of remaining God-centered and living a God-centered life. The importance of staying connected to God regardless to what you're experiencing, regardless to the season that you may be going through in your life, how we remain connected to God. You know, we run the boxing gym and uh, we typically do, it's a non-contact uh, program that we have there where we're teaching internal skills and we're teaching the youth discipline and, and just different things that they might need as they go on in their life and their future. But we were blessed to be able to take several of our young men to an actual fight event. So they were asked to be in an actual fight show. I mean, this is their first time doing anything like this. And one of our young men was chosen to fight for a title belt at this event. His first time ever in a ring fighting 
outside of sparring. And he had this great opportunity to do this great thing, and he only found out about it the day of the event. So he knew he was fighting, but he didn't know it was for a title belt. Can you imagine the nerves that he had going on on the inside of him when he heard and he saw that belt? Oh, my God, me? And we found out about it the day before. This young man is in a part of his life, a season of his life, shall I say, where he is a senior in high school, so he's got different responsibilities, he's got different challenges, and different things going on in his life, much like our children, much like many of us, where we have so many things pulling on us, vying for our attention, vying for us, our energies, our spirit, everything within us. And so at the same time, he gets this word that he's got to go in the ring against this guy, and he's not even ready. I mean, he's ready for a fight, but not for a title fight. That's, that's huge for a first time. He wanted to stay connected to the gym. He wanted to stay connected. But in his senior year, there are things that kind of pull on him. There are things that kind of pull his affections. And he's not able to remain connected. So sometimes where he would want to come to practice, he's pulled to do something different instead. He's got to study. He's got to stay home. And then I'm, I'm sure there were even times where he stayed home and he thought, I just need a break. I got just too much going on. Have you ever been there in life? where you just have a lot happening, a season of just busyness, a season that places demands on your life, whether it's at work or with your children or with your health. Have you ever been there? Unfortunately, the young man didn't win the belt. He lost, he lost the fight. We say he took the lesson. And this, this was because of his lack of connectivity, his ability to not stay connected and he had to connect to other things in his life at this time. He just couldn't stay connected and hang on to the thing that would cause him to be in the right mindset to win the fight. Fights are going to come in our life and struggles and trials are going to come. But the only way to be prepared for these sudden things that you're chosen for in life is if you stay connected. And we're going to talk about that. I'm going to come from John 15, 1 through 9. And our key verse is verse 5. So we'll just take off here. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. And every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he is taken away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he's purged, that he may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abide in the vine. No more can ye unless ye abide in me. And then verse 5 here, it says, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do, you can do nothing. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you can do nothing without him. Uh-oh. We're going to try it again. You can do nothing without him. Oh, how awkward. <laughs> if we don't stay connected to the vine, we can't do anything. We can't do a thing, right? And then it continues and it says, If a man abide in me, he, if a man not abide in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. 
If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask whatever you will and it shall be done. You mean to tell me I can be put in the midst of a fight and I'm not even prepared and I can ask you to win it and it shall be done? You can be prepared for anything that God has that may come up in your life, any enemy that tries to rise up in your life. You can remain God-centered and be prepared for that if you remain connected to the vine. We'll talk about that. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. There's something that God has on the inside of him that he wants to continue to flow into our lives and never stop. So it's not a one-shot deal. I get Jesus, I come to church, hallelujah, I'm saved, and I'll see you next Sunday. That's not it. There's a type of power, there's a type of flow, there's a type of passion and love that God placed on the inside of us when we first said, I do, God. And he wants that to continue in our life so that we can bear much fruit, right? I want to talk to you briefly today about living a God-centered life, meaning I'm able to stay centered in God and see things from God's perspective no matter what season I'm going through. Well, I like how Jesus talks to the disciples here, and he's using the example of the tree. The tree is going to go through different seasons, and I want you guys to just take a journey with me and shift your perspective for a moment. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to just kind of journey away to the Holy Land. And you just imagine Jesus teaching the disciples there on the side of a mountain. Let's say by the Mediterranean Sea. I've never been there, but I hear it's beautiful. And he looks at a tree and he points to the tree and he says, the tree has this massive trunk and it's connected to the ground. And there's so much more happening beneath the surface. There's so much more opportunity for nourishment. And there's so many great things coming through the tree that you have no clue is happening. But the only way that you're going to know this as the branch, because he did say we are the branches, because we're the disciples, okay, Jesus is talking to us, is if you go through the vine. So as you look at the tree, you see this massive trunk. And trust me, there's much more happening beneath the ground. And then you see these vines kind of growing out of the tree. And then outside of the vines, you see like branches hanging off the tree. Now, this is a tree that's in a very fruitful state, so you can barely see the branches for the fruit. Jesus is sharing with them that there is a place on the inside of us that we remain connected to the power by remaining connected to the source. And there's so much more to the source than what meets the eye. There's so much more to what God wants to give us than what meets the eye. The other morning I was looking out my back window and I saw a tree, much like this tree. And it was, it was near February. And I saw buds on the tree in February and I thought, oh, wait, what? This is Ohio. Buds on a tree in February, Spence. Is, what is that? And then I saw birds. I saw a blue bird. I saw a red bird. I saw a little white bird with black feathers. And I thought, why are these warm weather birds flying around in my backyard in February? And then I looked a little bit closer and I saw buds, buds on the tree. 
And I said, it's not even a season for that tree to be bearing fruit, but it's getting ready and it's a going whether the tree's ready or not because the trunk of the tree has a plan for the tree. And if you are connected to the source, you will flow in that same plan of God, the purpose of God. You have no choice but to bear fruit. So why would I be shocked that there's birds to come for the fruit if there's buds on the tree? You see, I also was able to see sticks and limbs that had detached from the tree. And they were laying on the ground, and I thought, that's going to be a lot of work here in about a couple of weeks, but we'll just get to it. And they were laying all over the backyard, and I thought, wow, so some kind of way those branches became disconnected. Whether they had gone through a stormy season where there was a lot of wind ripping some things out of their hands, has it ever been you? where you've gone through a season in your life and it seems like you're losing a lot, whether it's your job, your mind, friends, family members, loved ones, you're just losing. Things are kind of changing. And it doesn't always have to be a bad or depressive season. Sometimes things just change in life. Things change. We're not who we were when we were 20, 19, 15, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, or 80. We are changing. And we have to remain connected to the source so that we can continue to get what the source wants us to produce. And that's fruit, right? God-centered living will allow you to see and know what God is doing in a particular season of your life. So you may go through a season where things are kind of cold and frigid. Nothing's moving. I mean, you just might be on pause. I went through a season of having COVID. And it was a little over a year ago. And before that, I was just so busy. I was doing so much. And I was doing all the kingdom work that God would require me to do. Is it possible to be connected and not God-centered? Yes, it is. I was doing all of the things that God would have me to do, but I needed a season of be still and know that I am God in my life. Has it ever been you? I'm busy doing so many things, Martha, Martha, but you're missing the best part. And that is sitting with the Lord and having a communion moment with God and connecting with the real reason why he died. So that we would have power in life abundantly like this tree, enough fruit on our tree for someone else. And when I went through that season, it was like one of the most devastating seasons of my life because I, I was being pruned back. I was being stopped. I couldn't move. I, I was on oxygen for a year, a little over a year. And then after my year was up to be on oxygen, they told me, you know what? You got to lug that big machine around a little bit longer because we need you to be on CPAP at night. They didn't know what would happen because I, I had such a shallow breathing. But I'm a worshiper, God. What do you mean? My tree should be bearing the fruit of worship. How can I not sing? He says, oh, you'll sing. You'll stay connected but I want to continue to nurture the portion of you that is starting to wither away. And so I would be on CPAP at night, and then I'd come here some Sunday mornings and worship with all of you and sing praises to God. Is it possible to be connected to God, hallelujah, and still not be God-centered? Yes, it is. And so I just want to encourage all of you to hear the word of the Lord today and make sure that you refocus your heart, refocus your affections, and turn your eyes upon Jesus. He's the vine. He is our connector. It's not enough just to go to church. 
We have to become the vine, become the church, become the very thing that we're connected to. If we're not bearing fruit, then what are we doing? God-centered living will allow us to see past the windy seasons, the rainy seasons where it's pouring in our life, where so much is happening in our life at one time. And, and we may sit beside each other in church, and, and, and we're not transparent with others, and therefore we're not transparent with ourselves. And there's so much going on. This morning as I came through the doors, there was a, a young lady, and she held the door for me. And she was breathing with the oxygen machine, and it reminded me of what I had gone through. And I was thankful to see her bearing the fruit of kindness in that season of her walk, catching her breath and holding the door for me at the same time. See, that's what God wants us to do, bear fruit in the seasons of our life that we shouldn't be doing anything at all. Can I pause just to ask you for a moment? If you look at your own life and you think about where you are, Honestly, what season are you in? And are you bearing the fruit that's spoken of in Galatians? Love, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering, peace. Where against these things, there's no law. So I can do these things even when I'm crying, I can love. Even when I'm hurting, I can give. Even when I'm in great pain and sorrow, I can still have joy and celebration because I'm connected to the vine. Mark 11, 12 through 25, talks about a fig tree. And it talks about a tree that should have kind of been in full bloom and ready to go. Not because of the season, but because God had something prepared for this tree. And it starts and it reads, And on the morrow when they had come from Bethany, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry. And seeing the fig tree afar off having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he might find anything thereon. But when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time, for the, for the time of the figs was not yet. And Jesus spoke and he said to it, Let no man eat of the fruit of thee hereafter or forever. And the disciples heard it. People hear it. And when he came across this tree, it wasn't the season for the figs. It looked like a full-bloom fig tree from afar. So is it possible to have the fish sticker on the back of my car? Is it possible for me to be serving in every ministry in the church? Is it possible for me to have all that going on? Hallelujah to Jesus on Sunday and have no fruit. I go home and I'm bitter with my wife. I'm bitter with my kids. I'm bitter on the job. I can't keep staff. Nobody's working. This is horrible. What's happening in the world today, God? What's happening is he's forcing us and telling us the importance of staying connected. See, Jesus was sharing with the disciples when he was talking about the tree that it's more important to stay connected so that the purposes of God can come out of your life, and that is to be fruitful. He told the disciples, you have to be fruitful and multiply. But the fruit that God was seeking on the tree was something that would be nourishment to someone else. So whatever season you're going through, whether it's a cold, frozen season, a stormy season of darkness where you just can't see, marital problems, financial problems, health problems, mental problems, I don't know what it is. It could even be a sunny season. Have you ever had those when everything is great? It's vacation time. Let's just stay there. Oh, but I got to go to church. 
I got to pay my tithe, so I can't, I can't uh, take that cruise this year. I got to give to this ministry. I got to do, I got, I got, G-O-T, bad English. But it's not what I got to do. It's what I get to do. I get to stay connected. I get to serve. I get to go in a church where people are full of the love and hope of God. I get to do these things in spite of some of the things I'm going through. I still get to be here. I get to come to church and serve God. And I get to stay connected to him. I don't know that we think about the great God that we serve and the awesomeness of what he's created and just how sovereign he is, how knowledgeable he is. But it came to me in the season of going through COVID where I saw that I had been disconnected from that awesome, sovereign God. And I needed a moment to reconnect to the vine. So yes, you can be connected and not God-centered. God-centered living allows us to change our perspective, and then it allows us to bear the fruit that we need to bear in the seasons where we're possibly being pruned back. Whatever the situation is that you're going through, God-centered living allows you to keep the flow of the Spirit moving in your life. As quickly as seasons come, they go. But we can remain hopeful because God didn't leave us comfortless. He didn't leave us without a source, guys. We have a guide. We have a vine. We have something to keep us with that power. And we do this in remembrance of that so that we don't ever just come to church and disconnect from God. He speaks in John 12, 24 through 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a kernel of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it dies, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that, that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. Jesus showed us the importance of denying ourself. Sometimes we can get self-centered when we're going through things. So self-centered that we get tunnel vision. And we don't see anybody or anything else going on in life except for what we're dealing with. And we just walk about in our pity and in our mess. And God says, if you're connected to me, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. And you'll be able to celebrate through those seasons. And somebody will see that fruit on your tree. She shouldn't be singing praises to God. She's on oxygen for crying out loud. They shouldn't be doing these great things. Didn't they just have this happen to them? But that's the power of God. And that is our testimony. And that is the purpose of being connected to the vine so that we can bring forth much fruit, being ready in season and out. No matter what we're dealing with, no matter what we're going through, we are fruit trees. See, the amazing thing is we're all sitting here with each other, and, and imagine yourself to see people as trees. Different seasons at different times, and you never know what somebody's going through. And maybe it's for you to have something on your tree for her. And maybe it's for you to have something on your tree for him. But if no one can see the fruit on your tree and all they see is hallelujah. And they don't really see the joy and the gentleness because we can all become religious relationship is what God died for. Relationship is what he sent his son to die on the cross for. It's a connection. He wanted a conduit through his spirit so that we'd have a way to come to him and we'd have a way to connect with him. See, my husband and I are married, and this is one for the married couples. 
We're married. But sometimes we go through seasons in our marriage where we're like two ships passing in the night. Has anybody ever been there? Or maybe with your children and it's like, hey, hey, was she here today? She was here. I promise you she was. It's going to be impossible to keep a connection because I'm different than, than I was at 20. I'm not the same person that I was at 30 or 40 or 50. I am changing. So it's important for me to put my ear to the heart of God so that I can change with the seasons of my life because we just don't do things the same way. As we get a little older, people, things change. Our love changes. So if I want to continue to keep the fire burning and keep the passion where it needs to be, I have to be willing to shift sometimes because God wants to do a new thing in us. Shall we not know it? And so if I want to stay connected to God and keep my passion for him, because this is a marriage. We're connected with God. We are the bride. He's the bridegroom. How do we keep it fresh? We pray. We sing praises. And we keep it real. We're transparent. God, something's going on, and I need you. I'm transparent with myself. This is a hard season. I feel like I'm being cut back. I feel like things aren't moving, God, but I'm going to remain connected. He goes on here, John 24 and 25. He talks about the one that loses his life. I want to be able to see what God is doing while I'm going through what I'm going through. I want to change my perspective. You see, the last season didn't take you out. You're still assembling yourselves. You're still here. I want you to look around at your neighbor. It's getting ready to get real awkward. Find someone and say you're still here. You're still here. You're still here. And you're here because you desire to remain connected. I don't want to fall off. I don't want to be one of the twigs on the ground that somebody's got to come pick up in the spring. I want to remain connected. Why? Because Galatians 5 through 20, 22 through 23 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Nobody can stop the joy of the Lord from flowing in your life in some of the worst seasons of your life. Nobody can hinder the things of God in your life. You know, there's a law to some things. If the police says stop, you stop. When the light says yellow, you slow down. There are laws in the world, principles and standards. But the fruit of the Spirit, there's no law. So we can drive recklessly in love. We can drive recklessly in kindness. We can live recklessly in the joy of the Lord, which is our strength, and remain centered in God in spite of what we're going through. You're still here. John 16 and 1, all I have told you, I've told you so that you do not fall away. I'm going to close with this. And then you go down to 12. I have much more to say to you, much more than you can bear now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. We have the power through any situation that we're going through to hear where God is going. 
Don't you want to know where are we going with this thing, God? How long is this roller coaster going to go? He's given us the spirit of truth through Jesus Christ, through his Holy Spirit. 14 says, he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. We remain God-centered, changing our perspective, living this amazing life and celebrating God even through the tears, even through the, the storms, even in the sunny days. I won't allow my good days to outweigh my bad days, even though they do sometimes. I'll remain God-centered, connected to the vine, allowing the spirit of God's joy and peace to flow through my life so that others can come and get the fruit that they need when they're in a particular season of their life. I will be fruitful and multiply. I will be that disciple. I will remain God-centered. I'm not just going to come to church and sing about it. I'm going to be about it. Shall we pray? Father, thank you. Thank you for your son, Jesus, that died not only to set us free, but to give us an amazing life connected to you, the creator, the master. God, thank you that as we remain on the potter's wheel of life and sometimes we're spinning in circles and we don't know, we can't, we can't discern, God. You keep your hands on us and you tell us when to bend and you tell us which way to go and you form us and you shape us in the midst of your hands, God. Thank you for your word today, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that as we leave this place, it will grow and flourish in us. And God, we can focus our hearts and our minds and remember and be mindful about this relationship that we have with you. This awesome thing that we get to do, God. Help us remain in you, Lord. Continue to flourish us with your Holy Spirit so that we can remain God-centered. In Jesus' name, amen.